Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number three, four, two, three, forty two. Oh, yeah. Thank you for stopping back, you bastards. Now, folks, let me, let me ask you this. We're all adults. You know, we all have cars. We all have jobs. Right. Some, I don't have any kids, but I'm sure a lot of you have children. You know, maybe you have colleges you have to pay for for your kids and maybe you're in college yourself and you're paying for your own college. But, you know, none of us have as much money as we'd like to have. Some of us are broke. Right. But when it comes to tiny things, sometimes we act a little stupid. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I went to a diner. Uh, or lunch plate, whatever, one of those little snack shops or whatever it is. You can get breakfast in there. You can get lunch in there. You can pick up some snacks, get a soda, whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? I go in there and I do the, exactly the same thing. The kind of thing that I always make fun of other people for doing. There was a donut shop that was down the street from where I was living at the time. I drove down there. I just wanted to get some coffee and a donut when I was allowed to eat donuts like that. Right. And I saw a guy in this fifty, sixty thousand dollar car, right? He gets out of the car, he's got the nice shoes, right? His shoes cost what one of what two of my tires cost. He's got the one of those hats, right? That's probably what your rent is. He's got the this, the suit, the that. He has the watch, right? His shirt covers up the watch, but just to make sure he pulls up his shirt and swings his watch down to make sure everybody sees that he has an expensive watch and sees that he has an expensive bracelet on. That's right. Then he unbuttons his shirt and make sure everybody sees that he has an expensive uh, necklace on we get it buddy we already saw the car shut up punk stop being a chump he goes into the donut shop and he does not put any money in the meter he's only going in there to get a cup of coffee the coffee i can see through the window that the coffee's already made the only thing that, and there's really nobody in there all the people that are in there are always on, on the other side of the donut shop getting hot dogs or some crap like that so he is actually going to be able to walk right up to the counter Tell the lady that he wants coffee, whatever cream and sugar that he wants in that crap. She's going to spin around, pour it in a cup, jump in the cream, dump in the sugar, hand it back to him, take the buck or two bucks or whatever the hell it is. And he gets back in his car, but he does not put any money in the meter. Man's driving a 50 or $60,000 car, wearing enough clothes right now to probably cost with the car. Okay, a couple of car payments to me. You know what I'm saying? This bastard, right? But he didn't even want to put a nickel in the parking meter, not a dime, nothing, not a quarter, nothing. That's nothing to this guy, this rich bastard. Right. And here's the funny thing. If he got a ticket, it would be forty dollars. But to, from what I could see of this cat, that's going to be no money to him. It'll just be a minor annoyance. He wouldn't give a crap. In fact, if the damn ticket actually exploded up to four hundred dollars, it wouldn't matter to this bastard. Yeah, that's right. It would matter to me, but not this guy. And I was making fun of this guy. And I started talking about this guy to my friends. And I go, yeah, that guy's a douchebag. <laughs> we're all laughing. And then I realized we're not much better than this bastard. How are we? And you listening to me. Let's be real. You're not much better, better than that bastard yourself. You've all done it. You've all done the old El Cheapo action. You've done it and I've done it. You mean to tell me, okay, you mean to tell me you've never parked in front of a place like you're going in to get a soda or a sandwich or some crap like that. And you, instead of just putting two quarters in and getting a half an hour and not giving a crap, just putting in the two quarters, walking in, not worrying about it and walking back out. You've never, ever just 
Put a nickel in so you could run over to the window to look inside the window or run inside the place to see if there's anybody in there. And then ascertaining how long you're going to be in the joint, spinning around, running back outside and putting in the amount of coins you think it's going to take for them to cook your crap. You've done it. You could have put those two quarters in. Those two quarters don't mean anything to you. Even if you're broke, you don't give a two craps about the two quarters because you're about to spend six bucks on a sandwich. You cheap bastards. Well, I've done it before. I know it's stupid. I've done it before. I was describing me. I walked up to the sandwich shop. I couldn't see how many people were in there. Right. I put a damn nickel in the thing. That's only three minutes. I knew it only going to take me a minute or so to get into the place and get to the place where I can see if there was anybody in the place. I walked into the place. Oh, crap. There's a lot of people in this place. Oh, I didn't put enough coins into the thing to make me have enough time to be in this place and get the stuff from this place. So I left that place, went back outside, went to the place where you put the money into the machine. Just make sure you don't get a ticket. Put some quarters in. Boom. And I put in a bunch of quarters. I figured this is going to take me a long period of time, but that's okay. Ha. <laughs> I don't even have to use my timer on my smartphone because I use the timer on my smartphone to make sure that I never get a ticket because I'm always back before the meter expires. You're damn right. So I pumped in a whole bunch of quarters. Doesn't really matter. I'm paying six bucks for the sandwich. What matters if I put another buck or so into the damn meter to make sure that I don't get a $40 ticket? It's not a problem. What's the big deal? I walk back into the place and there's nobody in there. The hell happened to all of those people? I asked the lady behind the counter. There were like 15 people in here. What the heck happened to those 15 people? And she tells me it was one group and they called over the phone and we had their stuff ready. So when you saw all those people there, they were just paying for this stuff. And I'm sitting there like, Ugh. In a minute and a half or two minutes, it took me to get back to my car, put the coins in and then come back up there to get this. All of those bastards walked out the other door. They could have at least walked out the door. They came and I think they're in the back on. Hey, that guy right there probably went back out to put too much money in the parking meter. <laughs> Let's we could walk out the front door and then he would see us walking out and realize he only had to put in one quarter. But let's ruin his day. Let's all go out the back door so that punk bastard will have to put in two bucks into the parking meter like a punk. And that way, not only the six dollars he's going to spend on the sandwich and the one dollar he's going to spend on the jukes, he's going to spend two more bucks just for parking when it's not necessary. And I imagine them walking out of the back of the place laughing. <laughs> Loser. Let's high five ourselves for ripping that piece of crap bastard off for two bucks okay i'm pretty sure they just left but you get the point i'm sitting there getting my sandwich and the people behind the counter are trying to engage me in conversation which under normal circumstances i would have been cool with i would have enjoyed the conversation i would have been very funny and charming we would have built a bond up i would have gone back there a few more times they would have i would have started walking in there and hey it's anthony what's going on buddy i know what you want you want a whoop de whoop bloop de bloop because they'd know what i want but I was very antisocial, not in a mean way, but I'm sitting there stewing two dollars. I just wasted two damn dollars on that stupid freaking parking meter. And I only needed to waste 25 cents on that parking meter. Uh, how come when you pull away from the parking meter, it doesn't go bing, 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 and then give you back the money you put in the parking meter when you didn't need to put all that money in the parking meter? Huh? How come that crap? Huh? Uh, 
friend of mine, when I told him the story, was telling me, well, listen, my city, they have a parking meter. Like when you, you put the card in and you swing the card, right? And then as soon as you pull off, it just automatically stops. And then you don't have to spend any extra money. I said, really? Is that really what happened? Yeah, that's really what happened. I said, why don't you go look it up on the internet and see if that's really what happens? <laughs> and as it turns out, <laughs> that's not what happens. See, it sounds like a good idea for the parking meter to just stop when you leave. I mean, that's great for you right there. But how many times have you had the joy of pulling up to a parking meter, going into your pocket, grumbling, pull out some change and look and realize that there's an hour. Oh, yeah, a damn hour. Oh, yeah. Like the person who probably came in behind me after I got my sandwich. They probably had a damn year on the machine with all the quarters I pumped in because of those 15 bastards that walked out the back door. Those bastards. I hope they all got flat tires. And I hope when they all went to the individual houses, they tripped on the top step and dropped their damn omelets on the floor. Okay, I don't wish that because that's kind of mean. But you know what I'm saying. Saying. Right. So it's great. It sounds like a good idea when, oh, great. Isn't that fantastic? I pulled away from the parking meter and it stopped. What about the next person? You inconsiderate bastard. They should be able to take advantage of your stupidity. I'm pretty sure some guy pulled up behind me after I pulled out, went into his pocket and went, hey, there's an hour and 16 months left on this damn thing. That's great. And walked in and enjoyed himself. I hope if there was a person that did that, that came in after me and got to enjoy my minutes, I, I hope they tripped and spilt their omelet on the floor. Okay, no, I don't. That's me, and I don't wish that. But you know what I'm saying. We've all done dumb things like that, putting in a, a penny just to find out whether there's anybody in there. And it made me start thinking about things. It made me start thinking about the fact that I use my timer on my phone to time it. And I started thinking about clocks. And I started thinking about how there are people in your life that there's a clock going on in your head. And I call it the love clock, my friend. And why do I call it the love clock? Is because even though you love them, there's a clock going on in your head. And you want them to hell out when that clock goes off. Ah, you have a couple of friends over. You love these bastards. You've been in bar fights with them. Not because you wanted to be in bar fights, but because somebody was kicking their butt and you decided to help them out by kicking the butt of the person that was kicking their butt. You wanted to be helpful. You wanted to be a great friend. You love this bastard. You've taken ass whoopings for this bastard. But he was at your house all day long. Right. You're watching the UFC fights. It's a fantastic fight. Right. Guy gets knocked out with one second left in the fight like last night's fight. Right. The Korean zombie. That's his, his fighting name. I forgot the name of the guy that knocked his ass out, but it was a close fight. One of the best fights I have ever seen in my life. Right. And there was one second left in the fight. The guy throws a reverse elbow while bent over, cracks him in the in the jaw, knocks him out, wins the fight on the knockout. When the, other than that, if that didn't happen, it would have gone to the judges. And nobody knows what happens when it goes to the judges, because earlier in the night I watched the UFC fight. I saw a fight. One guy and another guy. And striking in a close fight and one judge or 29, 28, judge one. I could see that. 29, 28, judge two, the other way. Oh, okay. Well, I disagree with it, but I, I could see your point. And then the third judge, 30 to 27, because this person is a moron. What the hell did you watch? Everybody else is saying how close the fight was. And apparently you saw something completely different. That's like watching a football game when one, one team wins 27, 24 on a 50 yard field goal. And then you're about to go, oh man, you go up to your bookie and you go, okay, bookie. I mean, you go to your legal gambling place. <laughs> Moving on. You 
legal gambling place and go, okay, well, where's my five hundred dollars? And he goes, no, there's no five hundred dollars. I, I, I bet, I bet the money. The, the, the team won, and the yeah, well, there was a special uh, judge that showed up and said that the team that lost actually won seventy-five to six. What? Yeah, seventy-five to six. Yeah, so you, we don't get you don't get any money. But everybody was watching the game live. How is it? It's a special judge that comes in just to ruin stuff. And that's what happens with those fights. Back to what I was saying originally. And the fight's over. And after the fight, you're talking to your friend. It's 1230 or one o'clock in the morning, right? Right. And you want to go to sleep, right? Or you hear your wife upstairs or your girlfriend upstairs making all sorts of come up here and have sex with me and get rid of these losers noises, Right. Right. And she's up to, oh, boy, it's really getting really late. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Uh, ah. Right. And you're thinking the guy gets the message and then you see him relaxing into the couch and opening another beer. And you're looking at him like, oh, you out of your damn mind. The hell else? You love the guy. But the clock has run out. Get your punk ass out. You don't want to be mean to the bastard, but you do want his punk ass out. Now, I'm the kind of person that's very, very subtle. In these particular situations, I'm very, very subtle with my friends. Say, so, come here for a minute. Yeah, what's up, S? Yeah, my girlfriend's still awake upstairs. Okay. I want to go upstairs and jump on top of her. Can't do that with you here. Get out. Love you. Get out. Oh, okay. See, I'll do that because I'm the kind of guy that cares <laughs> about me getting some. <laughs> Moving on. But you have a love clock with virtually everybody around you. Right. I have it with the with the kids. You know, when your little cousins, or your, your grand nieces and grand nephews come over, they want to play with you. They can't wait to see Uncle S or Cousin S or whatever I am to them. And you hug the babies and play with the babies and all of that stuff. Right. You make up little games for the babies. You know, you pretend like, you know, the couch cushion is an animal that's eating them. And then you throw them on a the couch and roughhouse with the baby. Right. And they be, you grab the two pillows and you act like the, the pillows are eating the baby's feet and the baby's laughing and joking. And you're having a great time. And you see that beautiful little smile on the little boy or girl that's that your relative you love them to death and they're the greatest and most incredible right but you're 50 i mean i'm not talking about me in particular just in general <laughs> i keep forgetting my relatives listen to this uh i'm talking uh, in the abstract of relatives <laughs> and the fact that i actually did play a game where i was pretending that pillows and box tops were eating my young relatives is a game to play with the babies it's just co a coincidence that the person that i'm using in this example did exactly the same things with your children that i'm describing i'm, I'm not talking about how much i want uh, your kids to get the hell out after a while. I'm talking in, in the abstract. It's, it's, <laughs> anyway, so you're playing with the kids and after a while, after about, see if you're a young parent, you got the energy for that. And I'm 50 years old. Do I still have the energy to play with the babies? Of course I do. Right. If I'm motivated to play with the babies, if I have to play with the baby, I mean, not have to love to. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out. You're playing with the braids. You're having a great time with the babies. You're loving it. Right. But after about 15, 20 minutes, you got shit to do, right? I know if you're a little four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, or eight-year-old, you running around pretending like you're Spider-Man webbing people seems like fun for hours. But when you're 50 years old, that's fun for like eight seconds. After that, you know, you got to pretend like you got to go to the bathroom so they'll get distracted by someone else. And then while they're distracted by someone else, you walk down the steps slowly and uh, and ease out of the house. I mean, not that, not that I, not that I would have done that because I'm not the kind of person that would pretend to go to the bathroom just to distract the children so I could, 
you know, leave the house and, and, and you know, just drive around the block a few times and then call back to see if they're gone. <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I would never I would never I, mean, I know that that sounds like something that actually happened. I know that there's probably a couple of relatives listening. Wait a second. That's right. You were playing with the kids and then you said you had to go to the bathroom. And then I should I was wondering, I was like, why in the world did the water come on as, as soon as he opened the door? And I didn't hear the bath, the, the toilet flush. It's almost as if he went upstairs and turned on the water to pretend that he went to the bathroom and then, and then use that as a pretext to distract the kids. And then, and then, and then you, cause I remember we, we left the house and you, you were just coming back. And it was a coincidence cause we saw a car that looked kind of like it was kept circling the, the, the house. But we know that there's a, as a common color, car color. You know, and we were also a little suspicious, suspicious when we looked out and the person in that car said, oh, shit, they see me and ducked his head down. I mean, we didn't think that that was actually you, even though that was exactly that was definitely not me. <laughs> and, you know, I really did have to go to the bathroom. I mean, well, you know, when you get older, you can you can go to the bathroom really, really quickly. That's why it, it, it's that's why it seemed that I went to the, that the water was turned on to just pretend that I was going to the bathroom to distract the kids. But it. Um, that's, that's definitely not what happened. I, I love being with the, with the kids. I, I can't get enough of, you know, some kids sitting on my lap and continuing, continuously taking off my glasses. And then, uh, when I try to grab them running into the other room and then, you know, and then almost breaking my damn glasses. I think that's the best feat. Like that's, that's fun. I love that. Yo, that's great. I, yo, yo, yeah, those are not cheap glasses, kid. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to put, put them on your head and then jump up and down. Oh, isn't that great? You just jumped up and down and the glasses hit the floor. <laughs> Um, uh, that's great. There's a pretty, pretty loud sound when they hit the floor. I did, I did, and now I don't know where they are. So they hit the floor hard enough to hit the floor and then bounce someplace. So they're probably behind something. So, you know, this is, <laughs> oh, you found the glasses. Oh, 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 so instead of just handing them back to me, seeing as how you just put them in jeopardy, you're going to just put them back on again. Oh, this is fantastic. Now that you are seen with the glasses, which I didn't want you to put on in the first place. Now the other five children want to have a turn wearing Uncle S's glasses and your cousin S's glasses. So this is great. Great. And they already saw you bounce them all over the place. So now they have it in their mind that, you know, they don't have to be extra careful with my sunglasses. This is, this is, I mean, this is really a lot of fun. They say, oh, great. Now, now you're, instead of handing them to each other, you're throwing them to each other. And I, I oh, and apparently, the the, pers- the last three of you can't catch that. This is fantastic. That just really go oh, and you almost stepped on him. Oh, this is fun. Okay, can I have my glass? Oh, <laughs> it's such a game when I say give me back my property, and then you laugh and run around with them carelessly, and and as you swing around in your hand, they smack against the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, but no. It's really amazing. Is the simple fact that my the, the, that my other relatives who are here and are seeing this, and are your parents and other people of of old enough to be of an authority figure to you, haven't haven't taking the time to actually just take the glasses from you and then hand them back to me or at the very least say stop that and then have the glasses handed back to me and it's just I, I, I really don't <laughs> yeah I'm really glad you guys are here <laughs> okay okay now I get my glasses back and thank goodness oh they're not hurt they're not even scratched oh goodness gracious 
this is this is just incredible and this is just and they're all going downstairs why are they going downstairs there's nothing downstairs for the kids to play with it's just a bunch of yes there's a bunch of power tools down there that's just fantastic so now all of a sudden and none of you none of you is noticing this none of you is noticing the fact that the room was very very loud about 10 seconds ago and now every person who's small and too stupid to protect himself is now have left it okay now one of you goes downstairs and now you're yelling at the kids and now they're all they're now because they they're now crying and yelling and one of them is storing a tantrum and oh that sounds like my power drill fantastic uh that just hit the floor that does have some cement floor this is fantastic and I, i'm going to go down there right now and see if my oh, there's my power drill oh there's a bunch of pieces all over the place i'm hoping it's not from the inside of the power drill no as it turns out it's just the drill pieces and i don't know where all of them are but this is fantastic <sighs> Okay, now they're all hyped up and angry and they're now going upstairs now. This is fantastic, but at least they're not down here. I, oh, I found all the drill pieces. This is fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to take the drill and all these tools. I'm going to put them into this thing here. I'm going to lock it up. Okay, so now they can't get to the drill. The only thing here now is the television. Uh, nothing sharp, nothing hard is down here. The washer, the dryer, that's it. They can't hurt themselves unless they get on the top of the washer and dryer and jump off and bounce their heads off the ground, which is, I think, that would do, this is exactly what this boy's about to do. Oh, okay, I caught you in the air about one-tenth of a meter away from cracking your head against the edge of the wall. I don't know why you did not go upstairs with your other young relatives. It would have been nice if you went upstairs and hung out with them, but just, no, you have to. Okay, I, and I'm going to go out in the backyard to pretend to do some work, and I know that the, and now you're out in the backyard as well, because now you. They've only been here 27 minutes. God almighty. The food isn't even done yet. Oh, 27 minutes and the food's not done. And they're already. Well, okay, I'm just going to take this. Come here, little guy. I'm going to grab you and take you upstairs, little guy. This is going to be great. We're going to go upstairs and have a great time. Fantastic. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, you're now humping the side of my head for some reason. I, I don't know why you're doing this. What the hell is with why the kids do? Oh, no, he's not humping my head. He's, oh, he's just doing the riding motion. Okay, it's still that's that's either way. I don't like it. I mean, they put you on my back now instead of okay. Now you're sitting on the top of my head. That's just fantastic. You know, you're not as light as you used to be. You know, I don't want to be in there. Okay, now slide you down to you on my shoulders and we walk upstairs. Okay, duck your head, duck your head. You did not duck your head. You almost hit your head. This is did he hit his head? No, he did not hit his head. He did not hit his head. He just hit his hand up there, and he's pretending to hit his head. As it turns out, the kid really did not hit his head, but he thinks it's funny. He's just like many, many other kids. They pretend like they're hurt when they're not really hurt. You know, like they go, "Oh, mom, I'm dying on the floor right now. I can't come and clean up that table right now, mom. Can't you see that I'm dying on the floor? I am dead, mom. Come on, mom. Jim shot me with his with his gun. I am dead now, mom. You are not dead. Stop pretending to be dead. It is not funny to play dead." Okay. <clears throat> what if something actually happens to you, right? What about if you actually are on the floor dead? What if you're on the floor dead for real? And I'm thinking you're playing and I need you and you need to be to do some CPR. And I don't even know to do the CPR because I think you're, 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 you're pretending to be dead. And then we know what's going to happen. You're going to be dead for real. How about that? I'm going to die. Mama. Stop telling that boy he's going to die. He's just having a good time. Right, you got to let boys play, right? He's over there playing with S, right? S had him downstairs. And I don't know why the, the boy was on the floor pretending to be dead and all of that. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think that's from your side of the family. I think, hey, man, that's my side of the family. Yeah, what's the point? I, I know I said it in front of you. Yeah, you know you're in my house, right? I don't care. We relatives now. I can be mean to you. Yeah, that is true. You can be a piece of crap to me because we are family. 
Um, so continue dissing my relatives because I'm going to be doing that on my podcast five years from now. What's a podcast? Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Back to the story. So when you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out exactly how long that clock in your head is going and before you realize you want to get rid of people, right? You want to get your relatives the hell out of the house. You want to get your kids out of the house. You love the kids. But like I just described, I described the first 27 minutes of many of the visits. You're frustrated. They walk out of the house. The kids had a great time. We had a great time. I mean, we had a great time too, right? And all you do is walk around your house and you have nothing but half-eaten hot dogs, half-eaten turkey, half-eaten pie, sodas with one, two sips out of them and sideways on the floor, sandwiches stomped into the carpet. They didn't do it maliciously. They just did it kid-wise, you know, and they always do it in the area of the room where no one can see it when they're, when they're attempting to help you clean up, which is really like a really they pick up one can. Well, I did my part. And then they run out the bastards, right? You got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich stomped into the carpet. And you're going, how the hell they get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? Then you realize they brought a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because the kid's so damn finicky. He doesn't want to eat any of the crap you have at the house, right? So he bought his own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then he ate the food that you actually made and realized he liked it better. And then you know, the mother said, you're going to eat that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're going to make me bring that here. You're going to eat it. I want to eat it. You, know? you go over there and you sit on that chair to eat that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then a little punk ass kid throws it over the side of the, the couch and he's smart enough to wipe a little in his mouth. I ate it, mom. You did eat it. Yes. Okay. Well, then you can go have some cake. Thank you, mom. Right. And another kid who's looking over there is not even paying attention, steps on it. Right. And instead of saying, hey, there was a peanut butter jelly and sandwich on the floor that I stepped on. I did it accidentally. Could one of you adults help me out? The little punk ass kid tries to put something on top of it, but doesn't do nothing much and push it more into the rug. Yeah, I said it, little punk ass kids. I can say it. These are my friends and family. I can call them punk ass if I want to. In fact, you've been my listeners for five years. I'm going to call y'all some punk asses right now just to prove how much I love you. Hey, all my listeners, y'all some punk asses. See, we're like family. <laughs> Back to the story. But you have a, a clock in your mind where you go, oh, I need them to leave. And it happens. You love them, but the clock goes off. Get out. This clock also applies to people that can't get out. Right? Your kids, you can't throw your four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eight, up to 18 year old kids out. You legally can't do it. You don't want to do it. Most of the time they're cool, right? But if you really think about it during the school days, you don't see their little punk asses from eight o'clock in the morning until four o'clock, right? You know, maybe you have a babysitter. You don't see their little punk asses until six o'clock, right? You hang out with them from six to, depending on how old they are, eight or nine, maybe 10 o'clock, depending how old they are. Or if they're teenagers, they can tolerate your punk ass for about three seconds. They go, you're not, you're not for your corny dad, your corny mom. You on, you guys stink, you stink. I'm not going to go upstairs and say stuff on the internet that's inappropriate. <laughs> stomp, 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 stomp. You know what I'm talking about. But there comes a time when you just want them to get the hell away from you. The little ones, you already read to them. You already did the juice box thing. You already did the homework. You want to watch some shows you want to watch. You don't want to watch Rescue Heroes. You don't want to watch some stupid dude shaped like a freaking Tyco truck. You don't want to watch some punk ass dude shaped like a Lego block talk about solving mysteries. You don't care about that crap. You want to watch some stuff where people get it on and blow up stuff and have really bad psychological trauma because of the way they treat each other. You know, every drama on TV, you want that crap, right? Yes. 
So what do you do? You gotta take your little punk ass kids upstairs and get their punk asses washed up, dry their punk asses off, put their punk asses in the bed, read some stories to their punk asses. Their punk asses decide that they don't want to go to sleep right now because they're a big boy or a big girl. But then you convince their punk asses that they really go to sleep because that's when they get big and strong like mommy and daddy and their dumb little punk asses believe that stupid crap and they go to sleep finally, right? Then you and your spouse are like, finally, we got rid of the little punk asses. It's 1030. We got about an hour to get it on before we go to sleep because we got to get up early. And just when you're about to get it on, that little punk asses are going, why is the bed squeaking? And you're going, it definitely isn't. And why are you on top of mommy? And I was helping her do some CPR via our our our, our waists. And it's a new kind of CPR that mommies and daddies do where you do it. Could you go outside? Because I, I, our clothes fell off. Okay. <laughs> and they come and they want to be in the bed with you and you're looking at each other like good lord they could just give us another 20 minutes we could have quick did a quick one but no the little punk asses and you want them out but you can't throw them out you love them but you don't love them right now because that clock went off get out you little bastards oh you thought i forgot your spouse you love your spouse of course you love your spouse he or she is fantastic. You have dated many people before you ran into this person. You've gotten it on with many people before you ran into this person. You hung out with this person and you were very compatible. You loved them so much. You wanted to spend your life with this person. You want to raise a family with this person. You only want to get it on with this person. Okay, you don't only want to get it on with this person, but you've made a decision. It's better to just get it on with this person because you don't want no problems. <laughs> I mean, you only want to get it on with them. <laughs> I have a feeling at some future point and I'll meet a woman that I marry. She's going to go, how about that episode 342? You said you have to just, what did you mean by that? Even though it had nothing to do with me because we hadn't met yet, I'm going to be mean to you for no reason. <laughs> Moving on. So you say to your wife, you know, hey, this is great. And she says, you're the greatest. And you enjoy each other's company. You laugh and joke. It's like an 80s montage from one of those movies where the love music is going. You go to the movies. You have the thing. You do all that crap. You have a great time. Everything's great. And then one of you does something stupid and you start fighting. Right. And this was the day. This was date night. You're supposed to be getting it on and enjoying capping off the evening with a little boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da boom, jiggy, jiggy. But you're mad at each other. You love each other. But right now you don't want to look at her. And right now she don't want to look at you. But you sleep in the same house in the same bed. So now you got to sit there with your butts facing each other. Looking at the wall. Mumbling nasty stuff about each other's parents. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You loved them when the day started. But you don't love them now. The love clock ran out because they just said something stupid. But just like with anything. And just like with my my smartphone, when I use my smartphone's uh, clock to time my uh, time away from my car so I can come back in time to not get a ticket, that has a reset button on it, right? If I get back to the car with 17 minutes left, I just put the reset button, boop, and it goes right back to zero, right? Or it goes right back to the time I previously set and everything's okay. Well, the love clock with your friends has a reset button, too. Remember earlier on when I said you had that friend who was getting on your nerves because he wouldn't get the hell out because he didn't catch a hint? Well, you haven't seen him in a couple of days because he was at a project at work and you missed the bastard. You missed the laughs, the jokes. You run into that bastard. You high five each other. You bro hug and the bro hug boop, is the reset button. And you don't even think about the time the dumb bastard wouldn't get out of the house because he was just kind of being lazy and stupid and didn't realize you wanted to get it on with your woman and needed them to leave. The reset button. With your friends, the bro hug is the reset button. 
What about your kids? There's a reset button for your kids, too. It's called seeing them smile the next morning, right? When they come up to you and you wake them up, they come down for breakfast. And they say, I love your daddy. I love your mama. You pick up the babies. You kiss the babies. You talk about how great they did on their, their test. And they go, I learned that because I study because I know I want to be like successful like you, mom and dad. Oh, that's great. And what's the reset button? New morning sweetness or afternoon sweetness that all kids have, right? Their sweetness is the reset button. You're damn right. And your spouse is a reset button with your spouse, too. Oh, yeah. You're still mad about the other night. You go to work. You're still mad at your spouse. You're mad at her. She's mad at you. You're mad at each other. You call back because no, you're so used to calling during the day. You tell her that you love her and you call back. You give her the text with the heart. Or you're calling. I just want to say let you know how you're doing. Everything good. I'm going to bring home the ice cream. Love you, girl. Yeah, I love you, too. Right now you're mad at her because she said, yeah, I love you, too. Instead of, I love you. And then she calls you. Did you get the thing? You're like, yeah, I got it. She goes, I love you. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're mad about that crap. And now you come back and all that kid sweetness is worn off. And it's back to what I talked about before with their big pains in the asses. So now you don't even like each other. And now your kids are paying in the asses. You take their little punk asses to bed. You wash their punk asses off, right? You clean their punk asses. You wash their punk asses. You dry their punk asses. You put their punk asses to bed. You read their punk asses stuff. They finally go to sleep after you lie again about how they're going to get big and strong. You get into your bed with each other. You're laying there. You're still mad from the other day. And just like last time, you're facing each other, looking at the one, you're looking at one wall. She's looking at one wall and your butt are facing each other right and you're sitting there you're still mad mumbling crap and your butts touch and she's thinking man he really has been working out and you make a mistake and grab the you go you go to try to adjust the blanket and you touch her butt oh yeah like two chocolate cupcakes back there right you're damn right and one of you initiates conversation because you really want to jump on top of the other one, but you don't want to be the first one to break. But one of you is like, I ain't got time to worry about which one's first. I got to get me some of that. That's what he's thinking. That's what she's thinking. And he says, uh, is it warm enough in here for you? And she goes, um, yeah, it's okay. I said, okay. Cause I, I would get up and get the heat. That is really nice. You really are sweet sometimes. And he smiles like you're damn right. And he goes, Hey, anything for you, girl. And she smiles. You're damn right. And you kind of scooch back and you put your butts together. Oh, yeah. The warmth of the other person's butt makes your butt feel good and her butt feel good. And you roll over and you say, I'm uh, sorry about what I said. She says she's sorry about what you said. You're about to jump on top of each other. But you're smart this time. You go, wait. You get up. You walk over to the kids room. You open up the door. Oh, she's sleeping. What a sweetie. Oh, wow. She snores like a racehorse. A, sn a racehorse. Well, whatever animal snores a lot, the baby girl's doing. Let's look at the boy. He is too. <laughs> Thank you for being in REM sleep, you two little pieces of crap, which means we can basically set the house on fire and walk you out and you'll wake up going, what the hell happened in the house? That's how far you'll be asleep because we're like, we just burned down the house to make a point that the fact that we could actually pick you up and walk out of a burning house without anybody, without you waking up. And we know that. And you go back into the room, right? And what do you do? You jump on top of each other and blast each other real good with that good loving, right? And the next day, all of a sudden, you were mad at each other. And now you're waking up. How's it going, dear? How's it going, Bill? And you're happy again. Why? Because when your spouse's friends... The bro hug is the reset reset button with the kids, their, their morning sweetness and afternoon sweetness. And I discovered something sweetness and the fact that they're cute kids and their smiles are the reset button. And with your spouse, 
Banging is the reset button. Oh, you know what's the truth. You bang the crap out of each other and all of a sudden everything's all right with the world. So for those of you out there that are couples that are fighting over something, look at the stuff that you're fighting about. Is it really important? Is it really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things? If you looked at somebody else that had the same problem, wouldn't you be sitting in the car with your significant other going, I don't know why they fighting about that dumb stuff. They some dummies. They, that is ridiculous. Well, if you can say that about them and you have a similar problem, that means you too are fighting about something dumb. And you know what you need to do? You're damn right. Bang the crap out of each other. Hit that reset button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, folks, this has been episode number 342 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, The Love Clock. Thank you very much. Do me a favor, my friends. Uh, rate and review this podcast. Suggest it to your friends. Subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is everywhere. I can rattle off where it is. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Podbean is the home base. Uh, I have YouTube channels, Twitter accounts, blah, blah, blah. If you want to find me on YouTube, it's S. Anthony Says. If you want to find me at Twitter, there's two places, at S. Anthony Says and at S. Anthony Thomas. I'm on Facebook, at S. Anthony, uh, uh, S. Anthony Says on Facebook, at S. Anthony Thomas on uh, Instagram. You know what you can do, basically? Just follow me on Twitter and all my crap's there, okay? Just follow me on Twitter at, at S. Anthony Thomas and at S. Anthony Says. And uh, you'll find all the other stuff that I'm doing. So follow all of that crap. Uh, for those of you that want to send declarations of love, please do so at the only email address that I have, which is talk2santhony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at gmail.com. Folks, much love to you. Thank you very much for those of you that are listening to this, that go over and to subscribe to my other podcast, which is called The S. Anthony Thomas Show. Oh, the most recent episode that I did was an interview with a very, very funny comic and a very, very good friend of mine by the name of um, Christopher R. Porter. That's on Anchor. Uh, so basically just uh, check out, go to my Twitter and my Anchor account. You can find the Anchor account where I have the interview with comedian Christopher R. Porter on that. You've all, A lot of you've already listened to it. Thank you very much. So make sure you do that. And I'm going to leave now, folks. And I'm going to be gone, you know, till the next time, which will be obviously next week because I've been doing this for five years and change. Much love to every last one of you bastards. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. And I want you to say it back with me, you bastards. Are you ready? Going to do it on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. while up in here.